Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Today we're going to continue our study in 1 John chapter number 2, and this will be our third study in the second chapter of 1 John. Now, if you're listening today and you have missed any of these previous studies, I want you to be able to keep up with us, and to do that, here's how you can uh, accomplish it. Find us wherever you find podcasts that you listen to. Go there, whether it be Apple or Spotify or wherever else you can find your podcast, and search for Striving for Revival, and then subscribe to our podcast, and that is Archived Studies on there. Every radio Bible study that we do, we take and we load it onto the podcast, and that way people who cannot listen for schedule reasons or you miss a day here and there for whatever the purpose is, you can stay up to date. And we've been studying all the way through the New Testament, and we're in First John now, so there's a lot of ground that you can gain and keep up with us on the podcast. Now, let's begin looking in our chapter. In chapter number two, John has laid out in the first two verses some wonderful doctrine. He gives us a couple of great Bible words. We've talked about these already. In verse one, he writes, My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. So the preacher's desire is that you just wouldn't sin. And that's my desire for my own life. I I wish that I wouldn't sin, but we all know we sin and fall short every day. But here's the good news. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So he said, now, if you do sin, and you're going to, you've got a lawyer, you've got a defense attorney, you've got one who'll stand on your behalf and plead your case to God the Father, and his name is Jesus Christ the righteous. He's never lost a case. He's never had a ruling overturned, and he's our advocate. We have an adversary that accuses, but we have an advocate that vouches for us there uh, perpetually uh, before God. And thank God for our advocate when we sin. That gives us security. That gives us safety. That gives us solace and comfort to know Christ is our advocate. In verse 2, he said, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. That word propitiation is a great Bible word that means he's our appeasement. He is the uh, he, he is that satisfaction, if you will. He satisfied the wrath of God by taking our sin upon him and suffering on Calvary. He appeased the wrath of God by becoming our atonement, and now we don't have to pay for our sin. <clears throat> we don't have to endure uh, the wicked wrath uh, of the, uh, the wrath of God for being wicked, rather. <clears throat> we don't have to suffer in eternal hell because Jesus is our propitiation. But it says not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So no person has to suffer uh, the punishment of hell. They don't have to pay for their own sin. Jesus already paid for it for them, and they just have to, by faith, accept Christ, and he becomes their satisfaction. He satisfies the just demand of God. Verse number three is our new verse. We'll read 3 and 4, and maybe read down through verse number 5. The Bible said, And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, 
and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. So John is now writing to us, we are not saved by keeping commandments. We need to get that clear. We are not saved by works. For by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified, right? The works of the law cannot justify man in the sight of God. But though we do not work for salvation, we ought to work from salvation. And a good sign or good visible fruit of a person being born again is that new want to, that new desire, that new devotion to do the will of God according to the word of God. After we are saved, obedience to God's word is a clear indicator that we know him. Uh, I I don't draw it too tight, but I do have to say uh, it does make me wonder some of these people that come down and they make a profession, but they have no change whatsoever. No, 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 no new uh, creature uh, that you can see whatsoever in their lifestyle. They still drink. They still smoke. They still cuss. They never come to church. Whatever it is they used to do, they're still involved in it now. And there's no conviction. There's no con- conforming to the image of God. There's no uh, a desire for the spiritual things. Can I say that 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 that's not exactly Bible salvation? Bible salvation says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now that'll happen at a different pace in my life and in yours. We're not the same, but there should be some change after conversion. Amen. There ought to be a new creature there, a new uh, a new creation, that inner man, that new man, that new nature ought to be visible to some extent in your life. And here's what John is writing to these people that he loves, that he cares about, that he labored for and ministered to. He said, now that you're saved, he said, there ought to be some fruit that we can see. And one of those things will be that you'll do his word. You'll keep his commandments. You'll obey the Bible. That's revolutionary thinking, is it not? That if you're saved, you don't want to live according to the Scripture. Well, that's sure unpopular preaching in this generation. Christians want to live according to their flesh, according to their lust, according to the world, but have a hard time uh, submitting to the Scripture. But that's not Bible. Bible salvation is a new creature that has a hunger and desire to do the will of God according to God's Word. And that's what he said. He said, well, know that you know Him, if you keep his commandments. And it gets even tighter and draws that uh, that circle even uh, smaller in verse 4. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Now, he's being very frank and blunt. One who claims to know Christ but ignores his commandments, here's what John said, John the beloved, this sweet man John. He said, he's a liar. Now, the truth is personified in Jesus Christ. But uh, can I say, when one does not adhere to the truth, and yet they say they know Christ and love Christ, it just does not compute. John here is saying this. He said, keepeth his commandments. Think about it. It's talking about in the present tense. He said, right now, it's an ongoing action. I'm not talking like you fall every once in a while into sin or every once in a while you live unfaithful or here day by day you do something that maybe God's not pleased with. We know we all do that. But ongoing, the overall picture of things, you are not living according to the Word of God, and yet you say you know God, you're probably not telling the truth. Hello, friend. Are you listening to me? I could name names of people I know right now that would say they're saved, yet they shack up continually. 
They'd say they're saved, yet never darkened the door of a church. And they say they're saved, yet they would drink and smoke. They say they're saved, yet they're wrapped up in immorality. They say they're saved. And I'm not perfect, and none of you are perfect listening, but I'll say this. Somebody who is saved ought to be showing forth a little bit of evidence of salvation in their life. And someone who is continually living like the devil, yet claims to be a child of God. John said, you know what? That person's a liar. That's stout preaching, but it's scriptural preaching. He's speaking of one who routinely and continually does not keep the commandments of God. So here's the verdict. He said, if you claim to know Christ, but you live like that, you're a liar. You're a liar. And you know what that means? You're not saved. You're not saved. And that's a dangerous place to leave, to be a professing Christian, but not a possessing Christian. Have Jesus on the lips and not Jesus in the heart. Have no change. Have no new... Uh, 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 a new uh, creature, no new creation, no new man, not being born again, just putting a new suit on the outside, but no revolution, no change on the inside. Paul did more than just get religion. He did more than just get reformed. He got regenerated, born again, regened by the Holy Ghost of God. Verse number five, but whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. All right, so he's talking about now we're talking about one who keeps the commandments. He said the love of God is perfected. That means when one is consistently obedient to the word of God, the love of God has that deep root in their life. It's developed fully. It's expressed clearly. And the indication is one who lives that way is no doubt really a Christian. It's not just lip service. It's a life change. It's not just what they say. It's who they are. It's more than just skin deep. It is a spiritual change. Their soul has been saved. And you can tell by day-by-day living, they want to adhere to the Word of God. It doesn't mean they'll not sin. It doesn't mean they won't slip. It doesn't mean that they don't stray from time to time. But it means the overall is they live according to the word of God. He says as much here in the final phrase, he said, hereby we know we that, that we are in him. Here's how we know that we're saved. How? By keeping his commandments. When I got saved, God changed my desire, my want to. Now, I still fall short every day. But the overall thing, the overall in my life is different now. The song said, it's different now since Jesus saved my soul. And that's how it ought to be in my life and in your life. That's our time for today. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival. 